What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. So yeah, basically the article that I saw, Ben, um, yeah. it I, I texted you about it. And you said you didn't hear about it, uh, but I heard it on the radio, and it says um, uh, about food delivery, obviously, like you know, DoorDash and Uber Eats and stuff sure. like that. So I heard Uber Eats is doing this new thing where they have, and by the way, Uber Eats is here now. Oh, they finally made it. Yeah. Um, I tried to use Uber Eats yesterday, and it kept declining my payment, and my card's totally fine. I've spent, I spent it recently on that card. It kept, every time I, it, said, it gave me an error message, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Go out and get my food? <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing is that I looked at it, and it, it, I, got a, I got a little thing in the, uh, on the email that said yeah. $5 off if you use Venmo. So I tried to connect my Venmo account, and it says uh, error. And I'm like, yeah, I kept getting errors well, yesterday, too. What, what the heck's going like, on, Uber well, Eats? Like, why am, I, why am I getting an error for you know, a coupon? It's like, yeah. oh, great. Um, but overall, uh, you know, Uber Eats, I heard that they're doing this new thing with stickers. Like, the restaurant is the only one that has these stickers so that people can't tamper with their food. Um, but the article says 28% of delivery drivers admit to eating customers' food. Yeah. I saw that article. You said uh, you didn't see it. Oh, I didn't know what article you were talking about. I didn't oh. read it. I didn't read it. I just saw the oh. headline. Okay. People were passing it around on the social media. I, you know, I don't care if the guy eats my food. If he sneaks a couple fries, that's all right. Anytime I buy fast food for uh, my wife and I, uh, when she, you know, if I'm the one that went out and get it and I'm on my way home with it and she's at home, yeah, yeah I'm reaching in and grabbing some fries out of the container that I know I'm going to be like, here's your fries. True. Um, if the Uber Eats driver eats, as long as they're not like doing weird stuff with my food, like yeah. licking the uh, food yeah. or spitting in it or anything like that, if they want to take a couple fries, so what? But yeah, McDonald's, when I've done Uber Eats with McDonald's before, they have like a whole, as you mentioned, like a whole sticker system where yeah. it like seals that puppy shut man yeah. so you can tell if, if that thing's broken you're like i can't eat this yeah. like this guy's well i've had uber eats i think two or three times since uh they finally got here i mm-hmm. guess well i say got here they were again the whole entire dilemma where to get to the apartments that were in the yeah. area yeah. you had to come past my place but it's, <laughs> anyways it was stupid but i got this thing the other day i i, I took a picture of it um, it was a chicken and waffle, and oh. I got two eggs on it. Sure. And uh, it was from some random place in Ashburn. It was yeah. great. Yeah. And I got it for like 12 bucks delivered. And nice. I thought Uber Eats had to go out and get it from the Uber car. No, man. They come yeah. up to yeah. your door. Now they said they delivered it to the door. Yeah, they, yeah. you the, can choose the option. Yeah. Well, why would you choose not yeah, the I don't option? Know. <laughs> I don't understand. Deliver it to my bedroom. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. Well, I started laughing, though, because the first time I ever used Uber Eats was in D.C., yeah. and we got IHOP, which was like the worst choice on earth. Yeah, terrible. And, and one of my friends got like, like fun fed pancakes. I'm like, dude, the IHOP's like 20 minutes away. Those yeah. are going to be disgusting. It's a bad um, idea. But the problem was that that's the first time I ever did Uber Eats, and it was like a year and a half ago or two years mm-hmm. ago. So it was relatively new. And the funny thing was is that the person called me and said, I'm here. And I said, all right, you can come up to the door. And the guy was like, no, you had to come to my car. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, in the city, I they make I didn't, I didn't know that stuff. Yeah. I didn't know you had to go to the car. And I was like, the guy, I was like this guy is an ass. Like, <laughs> why is he making me yeah. walk all the way outside? Yeah. In the cities, they make you come outside to get your food. But here in, like... Probably because uh, they, they can't park in the street half the Exactly. Time. So in, like, but townhome communities and apartments and stuff like that not, that aren't in D.C., yeah. they'll come right up to your door, man. Oh, it's man. great. It was, oh, it was unbelievable. And you can track them. You can watch them there with the, the driving all the way to your place. Yeah. The funny thing with that is sometimes you'll watch them, like, take the wrong turn. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, there's a GPS. You're using a GPS. What are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. I watched a guy... 
Like, so what, what we did once is we did Ben and Jerry's Uber Eats. And, I'm always uh, iffy on that. Well, continue to be so because here's what happened. So the Ben and Jerry's Uber Eats was basically, I guess, like at like a gas station. And so this guy, That's not I think the guy was normal. driving around thinking he was going to be seeing a big Ben and Jerry's yeah. sign. So we watched him drive by this gas station like <laughs> five times. And then I think he finally figured it out. So I'm watching him on the map. Like, dude, come on, bro. Come on, D'Antonio. Like, let's go. And then he finally brings the ice cream and pints. And, uh, of course, Abby's was correct. Oh, so it was, oh, so it was pints. It was those little little small Ben and Jerry's pints. Okay, I, I, thought, I thought you were talking about, like, they actually had, like, a customized no, one. No, 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 <laughs> I was like, no. I would never do that. Talk about, talk about no, the study it was again. just the pints. And uh, Abby got hers correct, and mine was not. Mine, I wanted chocolate fudge brownie or something. The guy brought some weird, like... Uh, mint. O- it wasn't mint, thank God, but it was like <laughs> Oreo, like vanilla. And I was just like, this is not what... But what am I supposed to do at that point? So I just had to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing is that you can actually, on Uber Eats, you can tip them a different amount yeah. later. So they're like really nice. And you have give no tip, too. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I, I and did, yeah, you're, you're, and you, you're notorious for the types of tips you give the pizza guy, so I can't imagine being an Uber Eats driver for you. Well, hey, if, if, if Domino's is going to charge me four bucks to deliver the damn pizza, I'm not going to be tipping yeah. this guy seven bucks because I, I complained to my mom the other day, and she actually kind of got a little frustrated with me because yeah. like, I was like getting loud. Yeah. And I was like on the phone, I was like, I hate the pizza places nowadays. Like I started telling us, like, because after the delivery fee, the taxes, and the tip, you're paying for an entire pizza with yeah, that, with that money. You're paying pretty 11 much. bucks for that. I get Nats 50 nowadays, and instead of getting a nice 50 percent off you get i mean the pizza costs 18 dollars. i got one yeah. pizza i'm like how, how is that how did that pizza I'm cost 36 dollars? It, it just makes it blows my mind um but anyways uh i just think that this study is actually kind of funny because have you ever worried about someone dipping into your food and i, I know you said like you know if you go to a fast food restaurant like mcdonald's or burger king or whatever and you reach in and you grab a cup of fries or a waffle fry or whatever from chick-fil-a you know that that's normal, but if you're delivering, this is your job, yeah. And you literally open the red robin container. <laughs> that's and, big. That's and, a big step. Take like three sweet potato fries. Yeah. Like I would just feel horrible if oh, I was yeah, doing I, that. I that's that that is a big personal decision, yeah. <laughs> to make to say I am going to eat some of this person's food. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I'm with you on that. I think that's a disgusting thing to do. Because didn't you say you drove for Uber Eats like I twice? Did. I didn't. I didn't think you, about. You, you made like nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing. I saw. I, I drove it maybe like I delivered. I delivered like two smoothies, one little like bag of McDonald's once, twice. I did two McDonald's runs. The, my best delivery was this person ordered a crap ton of on the border. Um, okay. And I got a big tip for that too. So I made like seven bucks on that order and I was like, oh, this is great. Everything else was like a dollar. Like I yeah. didn't make anything really. Because because Uber Eats is not like Uber where they don't pay yeah. you the 80%, right? Yeah. So, so you, it's basically you're just get paying for tips basically? It's like tips and then you get a small percentage based on the distance you had to drive. Really? Or if you have to wait, like they pay you extra and all that stuff. But that's, 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 the one on thing about, that's the one thing about Uber is that's, that's mm-hmm. good because you get the 80%. But if you don't get that kind of 80% with Uber Eats, I'm like, what's the point? Dude, I, it was a it was a mistake, and I will never ever <laughs> drive for Uber Eats again. Yeah, but that was just I mean that just that study just baffled me because I I understand people are just asses and they're gonna do that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. when you think about it and say where's your conscience in that like. Do you have a good, clear conscience of? Oh yeah, well, you know, it's a big I, I again. That's a big choice. I don't really, I don't really think. I, I, I want to interview somebody like that. Like, just yeah. say, like, you know, next time I order Uber Eats, I'm say, did you take any of this food? And I'm gonna say, if you did, then I'm not gonna hold anything against you. But you know, yeah, that might not be a good uh, <laughs> conversation to have because then they're gonna be like, all right, if I ever get this guy again, I'm definitely eating some of his food. Yeah, true. Um, I had a nice woman the other day. Um, it wasn't the, the chicken and waffle thing. It was like. Uh, what was it? It was like uh, some some crazy restaurant, and I got a really nice meal out of it, yeah. and she was quick. Like, yeah. She was flying. That's and that, good. And that GPS is really accurate. Oh, yes. No, it's, when they're outside, they're outside. <laughs> no, no, it's not like the pizza delivery uh, tracker. Yeah. No, no, this one's, this one's accurate because you can literally – it's GPS tracking their vehicle. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm with you. It's, it's, Uber Eats is great at times. I haven't really had that many bad Uber Eats experiences. Of course, I, I've talked on this show about the greatest Uber Eats experience where I ordered, like, two things from McDonald's, and the person brought two bags full, and they gave me the wrong <laughs> order. Greatest night of my life. Um, um, and, uh, that was, um, that, that, that was the very first Uber Eats experience I ever had was this guy brought me three bags of McDonald's <laughs> with like a billion McChickens and all this other crap, bunch of fries, milkshakes. And I, <laughs> I had ordered like a McDouble and like maybe some chicken tenders and that was it. And 
this guy brought me the the it was it was like I won a sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's the funny thing about Uber Eats is that uh, Uber Eats, DoorDash, all those kind of uh, apps. It's like if you think like, hey, what what, what do I want to eat tonight? And you think about something, then you look at the delivery fee and it's like four bucks. You're like, ah, okay. And you always try to search for that one that's like a dollar or one that's like like free or something like that because that's where I got that chicken and waffles thing because mm-hmm. I saw that restaurant before, but because I got the chicken and waffles that that morning, it was kind of funny because it said, oh, you for five minutes you got no delivery fee for this restaurant. I said, hell yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I have to order it now. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like, that little thing pops up. Yeah. It's like you because they're they're already picking up on somebody else's order from there so that you can you can uh, you could just get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was pretty crazy. But that's a that's a funny study. So definitely check out uh, that online. But again, this is the DC crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams in the Washington DC market as long as they're in season or they have breaking news. Today, me and Ben are just going to touch on the Trent Williams trade news and all that kind of stuff uh, that might be brewing. Uh, something on FanSided and RiggersRag.com has some possibilities for some teams on here. We will get into and also we will touch on the Nats and. Obviously, Steven Strasburg having a bad outing last night, but overall, they're playing the D-backs one more time, and, uh, and Corbin having his first return to the desert since he got traded to the Nats this past season. But again, it's the DC crossover with Saronin Simpson. Here we go. That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not, a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome, Pie and Ponies. It's the DC Crosser right here with Sarone and Simpson. Episode 39, I believe, Mr. Simpson. And so. overall, I found out, and I texted you, our sure. one-year anniversary. Did you see that text? I did see the but text. But you forgot about it. I think. Look, <laughs> look. You know, we've been married a long time. Yeah. I forget the anniversary. Uh, no, that it, we are we are at, at right around a year. I yeah. believe it's August 19th. Yeah, something like that. 19th or 20th. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to yeah. look it up. Uh, but obviously, uh, I looked it up, so we're going to have to have a, a one-year celebratory thing. For sure. Uh, and w- maybe we'll do that uh, maybe north, towards the, the end of August, something like that. Maybe during that three-day weekend, if you're in town or something of that nature, we'll try to do something. Uh, and, and maybe I'll put a best of uh, for throughout the year of our probably, I guess it might be, uh, maybe 40 or 41 episodes by that point. So maybe I'll throw it a, uh, together a best of and see what happens. But again, this is the DC crossover episode number 39 with Saron and Simpson. I am Mike Saron. Alongside me is Mr. Ben Simpson, as always. And Ben, right now we are going to start with the Washington Redskins. Trent Williams, possibly on the trading block. We'll have to see. He's back. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. is going to go down. This time, Jonathan Allen is around his legs. Six sack. He has started every game. The second-year player out of Alabama. The Washington Redskins in training camp. Preseason about to start here soon. I believe, actually, when does preseason start? I think Didn't it start on this past Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame game or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell the Hall of Fame game is. It's, it kind of baffles me sometimes. It's, but a, it's not football. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, that, I mean, literally, they had like, no one playing. But overall, the preseason is coming up uh, to a start here soon here, Ben. Obviously, training camp has commenced uh, about a week ago or so. And uh, so far, hearing a lot of good things from, uh, from camp about some of the rookies. Wayne Haskins uh, playing real well. Uh, they're also talking about Jimmy Moreland out of JMU for all you local fans uh, and so on and so forth. So really when we're looking at it here, Mr. Simpson, uh, training camp is, is, is progressing real well, but obviously you texted me the other day about um, one of the local radio hosts going back and forth with fans and, and kind of uh, being arrogant and degrading some of the fans yep. because the fans are just fed up with this whole entire Trent Williams situation. He's obviously not in camp, but everyone keeps saying that there's new news 
news. There's not really new news because with the Bryce Harper situation, you want to compare it to that or the Kirk Cousins. There was always a tweet or an Instagram post or uh, or even just a quote that they ended up you know going on with and, and basically uh, elaborating. But with this whole entire Trent Williams thing, he's entrenched uh, in his stance. The Redskins are pretty much entrenched in their stance, and they they say something say something stupid like you know if he wants to be here, he'll be here or whatever something stupid like that. And you know that's not any news. That's not nothing to worry about. So really, you know, local you know sports talk uh, fans, you know, uh, we we hear your frustration because we feel it too. In this situation with Trent Williams, we heard a few days ago that he might be traded. So Ben, I got something on Rigosrag.com here. And we'll get into uh, here in just a second uh, that has a bunch of trade possibilities and situations. Now, when me and you texted, I was on uh, 495 the other day on the Beltway, uh, and I was thinking about it when you texted me about it, that, that he was thinking about getting traded and stuff like that, like you saw on Twitter. Um, you know, I said I would like to get uh, pro- possibly a, a second rounder and a, and a good productive player or a, a, a boatload of picks or something of that nature. And you said they have to get a huge haul. So in this Rigos Rag article, uh, they have a few teams which we will get into right now. So let me let me read this off to you. So the first team, obviously, that's been linked is the New England Patriots. They have a ton of picks and they also have uh, some left tackle situations that they need to address. So right now it says New England will receive Trent Williams but the Redskins would receive a 2020 second and fourth round pick. Now, what do you think about that situation? We'll go one by one here. We'll keep it kind of short. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously I think you've got to try to get a first rounder um, yeah. for a guy like Trent Williams. I think maybe even a couple first rounders, really, uh, or at least something. In it. So it was a second and a fourth, you yep. said? Of 2020. So that's the thing is it's for next year's draft. So, yeah. so if okay, you, okay. I, I would like to get possibly a 2020 and a 2021. I'll take that. Sure. So, yeah, I'd rather get uh, you know a second or, or probably maybe a second for 2020 and then maybe another second for 2021 or something like that. You know, something – um, you know, definitely high in the top three rounds. I think yeah. you've got to try to get for a guy like Trent Williams, maybe even a, like a younger talent, like a prospect type guy, um, which I know it's not as common in, as in like baseball or basketball yeah. as far as like prospects go. But even then in football, I mean, if you could have a guy that, hey, maybe he could, you know, win a job at camp or something like that. Um, but yeah, you got to get a couple, couple maybe top three round yeah. type type. Well, of that's things. the thing about the Patriots. You know how they always sack picks. I mean, they always yeah. get so many picks and that left and right, which is kind of crazy. So, you know, it's, it's kind of weird weird how they wouldn't say a first rounder and a fifth rounder or something like mm-hmm. that something crazy like that but i don't think the redskins would honestly go for a second and fourth because they think of trent williams as one of the premier left tackles which he already is uh, and everyone knows that so we'll have to see about that if the new england patriots come to town next up the houston texans and here is uh, is a significant thing trent williams going to houston washington possibly receiving a 2020 first Ooh. so that's where the first first comes into play is the Houston Texans because the Texans haven't had a legit left tackle since Dwayne Brown, who came out of Virginia Tech, uh, you know, maybe a decade ago. Uh, so they've had some left tackle troubles as well. So that could be a good fit for them, uh, especially with Sean Watson coming off that ACL injury. Would everything. it be just that? Just a, that's what it just says. A just first a first round pick. Round pick. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's Honestly, like, I, I mean, you have, to, you have to look at it this way, though. First round pick, and you have to see how that team might fare for the season. Because think sure. about the Raiders. They traded uh, for, to the Cowboys, and they also traded to um, the Bears. Mm-hmm. The Bears, great season, went to the playoffs and everything like that. Cody Park, he can't hit a field goal to save his life, so they ended up losing. The, the, the Cowboys, uh, kind of the same thing. They were, they were one of those high uh, you know, teams that uh, they didn't make the playoffs. Did they? I don't believe they did. Um, but they didn't make the playoffs, so then you look at them and say, okay, they still had a decent record where they were still a higher pick. So those two teams you traded with, obviously you got the first-round picks, and first-round picks mean all the difference. But when you look at it here, Simpson, mm-hmm. this is the thing is if they have a team like the Patriots, they're not going to have a high first-round pick. True, so true. the thing about it is is that's a situation you always have to look at in my situation. So right now I would, I would say Houston's kind of like an 8-8 eight eight team as of right now depending on how Deshaun Watson plays. But if they get Trent Williams, that would be a huge deal for them. It might even uh, count as maybe an extra win or something. Yeah, yeah, that's why, why it's tough. I mean, I think – so, so you're, what you're saying is maybe a Texans first rounder is more worth it than a Patriots like second or fourth yeah. rounder. Because if you're trying to rebuild yeah. your team, mm-hmm. I understand that you know second fourth you can get a good player in the second round. Uh, you know that's productive. You, you can also get uh, a pretty decent player in the fourth round. 
But when you look at it, I think a first rounder, if you can get a, a guy like Montez Sweat. Yeah, and, if and you can get a first rounder. Hey, yeah. Somehow you might yeah. get like a 12th pick. And, you know, from maybe around 10 to about 25, those picks are kind of interchangeable. Heck, look if, and see what the Redskins did with their picks this year. They yeah, had a great Exactly. Draft. That's and, what I'm saying. They, they, they yeah. traded a second rounder. So that's the best Montez option Sweat. right now from what I've heard so far yeah. between those two. So next up is the New York Jets. Obviously, they need a lot okay. of help with okay. Sam Darnold. Uh, so this one is a... Not, not, not a bad trade. Uh, New York would, would receive Trent Williams, and Washington would receive Avery Williamson, inside linebacker, in a 2020 third rounder. So I'm not a big, you know, I don't even know who Avery Williamson is. Sure. Uh, maybe you maybe you can look at him uh, or look him up real quick. And then when you talk, I'll look him up too. Uh, but a 2020 third rounder um, is, I mean, honestly, that's not too bad. If you can get a player, like that's, that's kind of like what I told you through text. If you can get a decent pick, like a third rounder, that's like the in between, like fourth rounder, that's always an up in the air. But a first, a third rounder, those are, you can get productive players out of there. Um, so looking at that, I just don't know. Uh, I mean, think about it, though. If this Avery Williamson guy, which we're both looking up right now, if he's that good of a player, you know, or a productive player, um, you know, you, you never know what can happen. But, I mean, he's 27 years old. That's what I'm looking at. 6'1". Uh, he, he has 14 and a half sacks. I mean, how much? Looks see. like he had about his best season last year yeah. with uh, about uh, 80 solo tackles. Two forced fumbles, three sacks. Not bad. And so he, he's been in the league for about five years now. He was with Tennessee for four years, and then last year, um, was with the Jets so in four years and he's looks like he's stayed hey, pretty healthy he's I was about saying the same thing yeah he only missed one game in the past four years so that's not bad as well and he's also sure. getting you know th- three or four sacks uh, a year so so it'd be him and a pick that's yeah. that's pretty enticing that's good depth too because here's the thing with draft picks they're nice to have but having a guy that's already established is also um, you know something rare kind of in these sort of trades where you can already have okay this is a guy that's been around five years he had one of his best seasons last season. He's still relatively young. Um, you know, that's good to have kind of already established talent. He knows his way around the NFL. He's, he's a good player. You know, that sort of thing. That that has value. I mean, that definitely has value. Well, the good thing about it, too, is that in the past four seasons, combined tackles, he's been around the ball completely uh, because the last four seasons, he's had three seasons uh, that are over 100 combined tackles. So overall, and then two seasons ago when he was 25 uh, with Tennessee, he had 92. So overall, when you're looking at it, he's getting some pressure he's getting some tackles around the ball just like an inside linebacker should especially uh, with Reuben Foster you don't know with him that could be a really uh, good benefit to the Redskins as well Mm -hmm. so now as we go back to the next team that's on the block so I think honestly uh, looking at his stats and everything like that I would actually take that one over all the other ones. So, yeah, so I agree. Far. I'm with you. I'm um, with you. It's, on you know, the same it's page a productive there. player and a decent pick. Next up, the Cleveland Browns. They are okay. always in play here. Interesting. Now, this actually might win me over. Trent Williams goes to Cleveland. Washington receives 2020 and 2021 second round picks. So, two second rounders Ooh. in the next two drafts. Now, remember, Montez Sweat was basically picked up from mm-hmm. the Colts because they gave the Colts a second rounder. So, that means you would get a second rounder back in that situation and also you would add another second rounder for the following year so that that could be traded you never know and i like here's the thing i like the last trade with avery williamson because they got a productive player and they also got a pick to add to it but the thing about this is that if you get more picks you can trade down you can trade picks you can do whatever you want to address other needs but right now I mean, overall, this one might be taking the cake for me. Honestly, uh, I, I, I think I might be leaning towards the Jets one still, but this one actually is really enticing. Yeah, I think um, just especially because, you know, it's going to be, you know, having those, like you said, the picks that they gave up. I mean, I, I'm still leaning towards the Jets scenario there. I mean, I think, again, I'm, I'm just a fan of, uh, having a guy that's already established, I think for me, because again, when you when with draft picks, you're still gambling. Um, not that you're not gambling with Williamson, but I think you're, it's it's less of a gamble for a guy that you've already seen his production. Draft picks, yeah, yeah, of course you can probably get some good talent in those spots, but are, is that talent going to actually pan out? That's another thing. So I'm still a fan, and plus you still got a pick with that Williamson deal too. Um, so I'm still leaning towards that as my favorite option of, of the, the group so far. But I think this Browns deal would be like right underneath there. Yeah, so that's that's the thing is because obviously this Avery Williamson cat is not really going to be costing that much as well. So when he comes up for a new contract or whatever it may be, maybe he even has a contract right now. We don't really know too much about it because this is the first time we've seen this article. Last one is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I'll, I'll give you one guess of who they would be trading for or what picks they would be trading for. Obviously, you don't know, but just, just give me a round or people or whatever. So, picks? 
I mean, give me two two, two scenarios, two options. Picks. Uh, I bet Jacksonville's not giving a first rounder. I bet they're doing like a like a third or fourth. They need rounder. all the help they can get. Uh, maybe like a third or fourth rounder, um, and then uh, a guy. So, so a player, an actual player. I will say this: it's a player for a player. Oh man, no pick and no pick include. Just, th- just think about how great the Jacksonville Jaguars were a couple seasons ago, and now all of a sudden they went <laughs> right down the tube. I mean, are we talking? We're not talking about a quarterback right now, right? They're not going to get Blake Bortles. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, I didn't think it was Blake Bortles. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the Jacksonville you know, roster. They, they just got Nick Foles. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so I knew Nick, that. Nick yeah, Foles yeah. had Jason Peters and had, yeah, yeah. Had, had a bunch of guys on the offensive line, Kelsey and everybody, uh, for the Eagles. So now Jaguars, they might want to go and try to help him with his blind side. True. So I mean, he'll need some help. The pick here is Trent Williams for Jalen Ramsey. Oh, wow. The top, okay. One of the top two corners in the entire National Football League. That's intriguing. Problem is, you got to look at this. Jalen Ramsey has been in the league for a few years now. Yeah. And the problem is, is that he might have his contract coming up here very soon. So they have to pay him. And that would be a big deal because with Alex Smith's situation and everything of that nature and some of the rookies you have to pay here soon with John Allen coming up here. Yeah, they're a little financially handcuffed. Yeah, so that's going to be an issue because you cannot trade trade. Uh, for Jalen Ramsey, and then have have to pay him $15 million a year or whatever. Obviously, they could replace Josh Norman in a snap because right now, mm-hmm. you look at it, he's 24 years old. I mean, this guy's a, a beast. He's one of the yeah. top, and also he's a head case. So yeah. you don't want him. <laughs> you don't want him to come in and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I'm 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 going to cause trouble." You don't want to have an Antonio Brown situation or anything like that. Like you want a guy. That's like an Avery Williamson, who I'm just guessing have a character. I don't know who he is, yeah, but it could be a total. He, he could be a total, total D bag. But <laughs> I'm just guessing that he might be a you know a positive player, and you get a pick with it and all that kind of stuff. So sure. you can build off of it. But this situation, that's a very it's intriguing, very intriguing, and yeah. very debatable situation. I'd make that trade on Madden all the day. De- all, yeah, all, all, all okay. yeah, I would take yeah because your defense is a lot more important than your line. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing is really when you're looking at it. It, that that's something that's that you should really watch out for because everyone yeah. thinks about Darrell Revis, Antonio Cromartie, all these guys in the past, you know, five to ten years, and Richard Sherman, uh, you know, all these crazy guys that were out there, and they always call Revis Island and Darrell Revis for those four or five years. He was a beast. Jalen Ramsey can be that beast for the next decade, or maybe not, maybe not maybe not decade, but maybe in the next six to seven years. So you look at that situation because again, he's only 24 years old. He's turning 25 this season. So if you can, you can have him for the next until he's 31. You know that's very enticing because Trent Williams, he's getting up their age, missing games. Uh, Jalen Ramsey hasn't missed a single game since he got him. Plus, in the that NFL. feels to me like more of a Redskins type move. Yeah, they like to be flashy every now and then, and I think that would be out of that and the Williams. You know, I feel like that's the flashier move, and I think that's what would get the fan base kind of jacked up. And I think that could be what if I'm if I'm Dan Snyder and the rest of those guys. I think that might be the type of move they would make. Yeah, honestly, that's just. I mean. That's very intriguing. Obviously, the first one with the Pats and the second one with the with the Texans, those were okay and everything like that. But, I mean, which one out of those last three are you leaning towards right now? Because so obviously, I, I, you, you said the Jets one was over the Browns, but right now, yeah. this, this, this one. So, I, I personally am leaning more towards that Jets move still. Yeah. I think that's my favorite. But the one that I feel like the Redskins would likely, most likely to do would be the last one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Most likely for the Redskins to yeah, do would I be this that one because it would be the most smart move. Uh, that they could do the, the smartest move, I guess you could say, uh, move that they would do, but sell some tickets right now. I mean, that Avery Williamson thing—it's just—it just sounds so nice. But the problem is, you have to look at it this way: they're rebuilding too. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's he's younger and everything like that. But would would you rather have two second-round picks uh, to replace the one you lost in the Montez Sweat deal? Uh, and and I mean, the problem is, you have to look at how are they going to replace Trent Williams? That's the biggest issue here. So. Getting a second rounder or getting anything that you can, you know, because next draft, obviously, if they get rid of Trent Williams, they're going to have to draft a left tackle. That's yeah. just, ha- it just ha- it has to happen. That's just all it is. They got Donald Penn for this year, which is a big deal. But the, the, the biggest thing is you have to replace Trent Williams in some sort of way. So you have to look at that as the future as well. So you never know how they're going to end up this year. They might get a 15th pick, like they always get. They always get the middle of the round. Uh, so they, I mean, the last time they got a top 10 or top five, I, geez, I don't even know how long ago that was, uh, besides maybe the RG3 thing where they had to trade up. Uh, but 
overall, that's going to be something to watch out for here in the next week or so because you know people are saying that he said that he's willing to sit out the entire year, but I don't believe that because, yeah, he, he may be okay with his money. I don't think he's okay with his money from what I heard. I heard he has 11 cars, and they're, they're actually really nice cars. So, I mean, that's just a little, little much in my opinion. Um, but you're looking at it and saying, is it really – uh, you know, in, in the cards for him to miss a $15 million payday for, for the year. That's not going to happen, I don't yeah. believe. So I think they're going to have to uh, pull the string here soon and then figure out what they're going to do. But again, we talked about it last week. They don't have to trade him right now. They can trade him next season. But the problem is with that is that some of these teams are going to possibly be out because they're already going to have some moves made, draft picks, whatever it may be. So if some of these teams are in, you have to keep that door open and, yeah. uh, and, and keep it going. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's as far as they just need to get this situation figured out and, and remove this drama from this team yeah. right now. That is really because there's a lot of exciting things happening in camp for the Washington Redskins. And yet this is the dark cloud of drama that's still above this team. And I think once they figure out the situation, then they can move on. Focus on the season. The talk radio will have less to, to talk about, I guess, yeah. but uh, or they'll be able to f- shift their focus uh, because, yeah, I think we're all tired about hearing about Trent Williams. It's evident that he doesn't really want to play for the Redskins right now, which is fine. Let's get some value back and uh, and then move on. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cutting ties. Yeah, we said we have to do something and then just, again, keep in, keep in touch uh, with, with that situation in the next couple of weeks because something might happen. I'm not saying it's going to, but something might happen. But again, for the Redskins as a whole, uh, we're going to try to have some guests on here in the next few weeks uh, to talk about some of the draft picks, how they're doing in camp, possibly, or, or even just how they were in college so we get a little player profile of some of the draft picks in this past previous year's draft. Again, that's the Washington Redskins on deck here, Mr. Simpson are the Washington Nationals who had a pretty rough go at it last night. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Diamondbacks finishing off of that series there, and then they're going to head over to San Francisco and play the Giants for a little bit. So Nats looking to possibly try to take this series. They took game one, lost last night big, as you mentioned, and then now trying to beat the D-backs here um, and take this series. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was rough last night with Steven Strasburg having a real tough time, but at the same time, Strasburg is funny on the same day was announced as the pitcher of the month for the month of July because of his uh, tremendous performance in that month, including at the plate driving in. he drove in more runs than he allowed yeah. last month, which is pretty incredible. But last night gave up nine earned runs um, and also walked a couple too, which wasn't pretty. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know the 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 Nats have continued to you know play pretty well here of late. I mean, it's of the last ten they've they have you know lost lost six of the last ten. Um, but this is a big series here uh, as far as like coming up in the, this road trip and things like that for the Nats. Um, but yeah, overall, Mike, I think it's one of those things where this is a crucial stretch. I mean, you got San Francisco, then you travel to New York, and then you come back home. It's a lot of road games this month of August. Uh, there, I think I think I did the math the other day. It was like 16 road games and 10 home games. I think something like that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, it's it was a tough it was tough to see Strasburg get hit around there, uh, but the guy had an unbelievable month of July. I mean that's that's and he is in the Cy Young conversations right now too, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I mean, obviously people say, oh yeah, you know, wins don't matter, but it's actually like you said, pretty impressive that he's gotten 14 wins uh, because I think what maybe right now he's averaging like 15 a season uh, still, and we got a lot of season to go. But really, when you're looking at this team. If they can just you know stay the course, the you know the pitching can can, can keep going, and hopefully these these three uh, trade guys that we got at the deadline might even improve the bullpen just a little bit. I'll, I'll take that all day because if you look at the averages, I mean everyone's hitting pretty much uh, you know pretty damn well. You got Juan Soto, Adam Eaton, Anthony Rendon, Howie Kendrick, and Trey Turner all hitting at least 279 and above. So you could say I guess you could round, let's, we'll round Eaton up to 280. Sure, uh, but. You're looking at it right now and saying those five guys right there are making a huge difference. And obviously, Victor Robles only hitting 240-ish, uh, but you know with his his speed, his outfield ability, and everything like that. I mean, I think honestly, his hits and home runs and all that kind of stuff. If if you could kind of compare him to 
say say uh, Michael Taylor. If you compare him to Michael Taylor, you're getting more production because of the stolen bases, because of the outfield. Uh, I guess you could say the outfield is kind of on par. Michael uh, Michael Taylor was a little bit better outfielder, but you're looking at it and saying that Victor Robles, he's just still learning the game. He's still a young cat out there, and I just look at the, the, these young guys, and then with the with the leaders like Rendon, like like Eaton, uh, you know, th- they're actually playing playing very well. And obviously, you saw you know Ryan Zimmerman went on the, the the DL again and all that kind of stuff. And then he came out as we said last time that you know, he's looking to just keep playing baseball. But if you can't stay healthy, you can't play baseball. That's just how it is. Um, but really, when you're looking at the team batting stats uh, throughout the entire league. I mean, the, the Nats are, are playing pretty damn well. I mean, honestly, yeah. you're looking at it with the entire league, they're fifth in runs scored in the entire Major League Baseball. And that's and that's a big deal, Ben. I mean, literally, when you're looking at uh, other teams that are, that are, you know, significant in, the, in the, the discussion, I guess you could say, look at batting average stats. I mean, Philly is 12th. In, in the NL right now. I mean, 12th. I mean, that's 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 terrible for a team that's looking to have a wild card spot. They're batting that as a team, 245. But they laid kind of like the Baltimore Orioles of a few years ago. They kind of live on the on the long bombs uh, for the most part. But the, the Nats, you know, they're batting 257 as a team. So you know, they're they're ahead of uh, you know the Cubs, the Milwaukee Brewers, the St. Louis Cardinals. So right now they're all hitting. I just think that. These trade deadline guys have to come through and improve it just a tad bit at least so we can try to uh, close out more games against some of these teams like the, like the Dimebacks and the Mets coming up, the Giants. Yeah, yeah. You got Daniel Hudson, Hunter Strickland, and then Rowanis Elias. Um, so Elias was the lefty they brought in. He's going to be on the DL now for 10 days. Um or I guess what do they call it now? It's not the disabled list. IL. IL, sorry. And then uh, you got, oh yeah, because because of the disabled thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. that could be so a whole uh, segment there. Um, and then you've got Hunter Strickland, who actually looks pretty good uh, in his first appearance for the Nats on Friday night. Home run, Jordan um, And then I haven't seen Baby Daniel Shark. Hudson. Um, I don't know if Daniel Hudson has pitched yet or if I just haven't seen him pitch yet. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, these are guys that have to be crucial down the stretch for this team and have to be these late-end bullpen guys. Now, yesterday was an uh, you know abnormal-type game. Strasburg just getting rocked. That's not going to happen every night. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's these it, these guys have to get it done. And one guy that has been getting it done is the guy we just watched at home run, Gerardo <laughs> Parra. He hit another one off the wall last night. Um, he's hitting home runs. I mean, this has just been such a crucial addition for this team. Uh, but, but yeah, this is this is a key stretch because this road stretch, you can't – like this series today, they got to finish this. they oh, yeah. got to beat the D-backs. they got to take two or three. Yeah, no, no doubt about it because obviously coming up, you got the Giants in San Fran, uh, and then you have at the Mets versus the, the Reds. So you got – after this, if you can win this series, which would be a, a, a big blessing, yeah. you know, obviously because the last two series we've lost – Looking at it, you can beat the Giants, you can beat the Mets, and you can beat the Reds. If you can win out of those nine games, you can win seven out of those nine games, that's going to be a huge step for the wild card series. Because really, when you're looking at it, you have to stay uh, stay put with the Brewers and with with the Cardinals. Because mm-hmm. right now, the Cubs are in the lead uh, for that division in the NL Central. And you have to be uh, one of those two teams, or have to be uh, on par with one of those two teams. Because I don't think the Phillies, right now... I think it's it's going to come down to the Phillies and the Nats. Who gets that last spot? It would be awesome if the Phillies and the Nats played each other in that wild card game. Yep. Uh, but right now, I, I believe it's going to be possibly the Cardinals and the Nats going to the wild card game. But you have to win like a game like this. Like we, we mentioned, I said August is the most important month going before the playoffs because obviously that last month with September, as you mentioned. On the podcast, we were on the 4D uh, Sports Podcast with Joe Deck. Uh, you mentioned as well that when it comes down to it, the last month is always inter-division inter, uh, games, mm-hmm. which, yes, if you're fighting for the division. Right now, the Nats aren't fighting for the division. So these are the games you have to win and come out on top because these are the easier opponents. The Reds, the Mets, they suck. So then you look at the Pirates. Pirates aren't terrible, but they suck too for the most part. Then you get the Orioles and Marlins to end the, end the month out. I mean, overall, some of these series, you have to go in. You have to do some work. And the good thing is you got some of these lay-in games, like I said, the Reds and uh, and for instance, like the Pirates, those are right before the Brewers, which is a big series yep. and at the Cubs at Wrigley, which is a big series as well, because those two teams are fighting for that wild card spot as well. So we'll have to see what happens to end this month out pretty much. Um, yeah. We don't have a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously, because right now, you know, we already mentioned last time they had an off day before uh, and everything of that nature, but again, August is going to be a huge, important month uh, because if, if you, you know, obviously you lost the last two series. If you come out and beat the D-backs and win at least the next two to three series uh, before you play the Brewers, we'll take that 
all day because you have to start making up some ground. And because we talked about it, what was it like maybe a month ago when they were uh, two and a half games up in the wild card? And we were like, man, if they would have just won that game where I, I forgot which game it was, where they were, weren't they up like eight to six, something like that, something in the eighth like inning, that. and they lost in the ninth inning or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that wasn't pretty. I forgot which game it was, but uh, that would have been, you know, a three and a half game lead in the, or whatever it was in the wild card. And we were just like, man, that would have been nice. But now they're like, you know, just on the, on the fine line of that wild card spot. So we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a long season. We still got a whole another two months to go. Uh, but again, that Beltway series is, is, is just, <laughs> just, just sitting there in the middle of the week. We're just waiting for that thing um, to happen. But overall, the Nats right now standing in the wild card spot, the last wild card spot. So we shall see what happens again. They are winning two to nothing right now as we record this episode here on a Sunday. But next up, Ben. Oh, man, I'm excited for this. We got our next snack review. We got Nutter Butter Fudge-Covered Peanut Butter Lover's Cookies, and we also got a drink in store as well. Let's come right back right here on the DC Crossover for our next snack review. What the hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the arse end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. And here we go. Another snack review here on the DC crossover. And Mr. Simpson, this one is going to be fun because last week it was last week, right? We did the other one. Yeah, oh, was it last week? No, it was two weeks. Two ago. weeks ago. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. Okay. Ago, yeah. So I went into Harris Teeter, and I was like, "Got to find something that's similar. Yeah. You know, got to do something that's that, that that's kind of similar to that because there wasn't any great snacks in there that really caught my eye. And uh, next time I might go to like Walmart or or something else like Target or something like that because they might have a different selection. So this one is going to be. Fudge-covered Nutter Butter, the peanut butter lover's cookie. Now, Nutter Butters are kind of, I don't even know if you want to, I don't know if you want to say overrated or underrated. I don't know which one to pick because you, know, you have to be really in the mood for Nutter Butters. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a second or third tier type of uh, snack. Like, it's yeah. not going to be a go-to, like, oh, I'm, I got to go get some Nutter Butters type exactly. deal. So, two weeks ago, we did the fudge-covered Oreos, and yeah. uh, that was, um, that was, pretty good i mean it wasn't it wasn't bad um and uh and, and or I, I, should, I should say pretty good uh, we, i listened to it back again we got we kind of like we're oogling over that thing. oh it was incredible um, uh but the fudge covered nutter butters i think that's what i'm kind of thinking about right now is i don't know if they're gonna be good or bad because it's a chocolate peanut butter situation and, and sometimes it's a good combination sometimes it's not uh but we got a rating system here ben yeah go ahead and tell the folks at home what we do here with the radius we do zero system. to five so last uh, two weeks ago we did the little snyder's pretzel things or whatever the heck they were mm-hmm. and obviously the fudge covered oreos and we gave our ratings on those this one is going to be price presentation taste and overall at the very end obviously we go zero to five we don't do all the numbers we just go zero to five we can do decimals we can do whatever the heck we want because it's our podcast and we don't care what you think so anyways we're gonna get into this and then we have a drink which i'm gonna look up the name of it because i already forgot it uh i think it's canada dry <laughs> I think it's can how do you spell canada canada dry uh, new ginger ale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just totally, I totally forgot the drink. I should have brought it out here. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Canada Dry Ginger Ale and Orange Aid Soda. So, that's going to be the new one as well. And we will wash these, these Nutter Butters down with that. We got a little little taste cup, you know, here or, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it looks okay. Uh, but we'll get into that here in a minute. So, Ben, first off, okay. price. The price of these Nutter Butters, similar to the Oreo ones, mm-hmm. I believe it was three ninety nine for the box okay. of twelve. Okay. So, really, when you're looking at four, you know, it's basically like what is it, like thirty cents a cookie? Or am I going, am I going wrong there? Uh, what's, the, what's the math on that? Sure, <laughs> something like that. Um, I'm going to do the math here. Um, but well, right yeah. off the bat, I will comment that this box looks pretty much the exact same as the Oreo box. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean they, 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 they Oreos they Nabisco it, yeah. as well, right? Yeah, so. so it's the same. It's the same ownership group, and so they went with the same concept of this fudge covering. So I guess that's what Nabisco is doing now is they're taking their cookies that they're known for and they're covering them in fudge. Which you know what, thirty three cents a cookie. Sorry. There you go. Not a bad idea to do that. Now the price. Um, 
So you said three dollars. That's four dollars. Three three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Four dollars. Yeah. Okay. I mean, here's the here's here's <laughs> okay. the issue. Here's the issue with these is the fact that there's only twelve of them. Yep. Exactly. Like we, you and I, we we ate some of these last time, and then I took the rest home. And those things were gone within, like, 24 hours. The yep. rest, because there was, like, three or four cookies left. Boom, it's done. Yeah. Um, I would have loved for this to be a bigger box. $4, a little pricey for 12 cookies. I mean, are these exactly. cookies really 33 cents a cookie? Like, are they worth that? I don't know. Um, so, uh, on price, I got to give it, you know, like a three, like a two or three, yep. somewhere in that range. I would go with a two and a half uh, out of five, just because the sole fact is, like you said, I mean, 33 cents a cookie. It's like, I mean, that's 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 like a quarter and a half, basically, yeah. of, of for one bite of this cookie. So it's, you know, I, I think it's just not. I mean, if it's like two ninety nine, I would say I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But four bucks for that, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh, a, a minuscule situation that we got going on. Because I don't know, I don't think I'd go in there and buy it all the time. But Nabisco, it says it's new on the box. Because I don't think I've ever seen these before. Uh, so that's actually nice because we got two brand new products to review today. So price, Ben gave it a three, I gave it a two. Uh, and then next is the presentation. So we look at the box. We see fudge covered, and that's all we need to yeah, know. It's friendly. It's red. It's got the fudge. It's a, again, it's exact same as the way Oreo did it, um, where they show a little bit of the cookie yeah. and then the fudge dripping on there. It's appetizing for oh, yeah, sure. It's appetizing. And this is intriguing because we know that the peanut butter chocolate combination is a money combination. Yeah. We love Reese's and those sorts but of that's things. That's the thing, though. I said I said it before. Sometimes it's a money combination if mm-hmm. you do it right. Yeah. You know, the you, problem you is have to do it some, right. sometimes people put too much peanut butter. They have too much chocolate. Just say made with real peanut butter. So no, like, extract or anything like that. It's it's real peanut butter. It's real fudge. I'm excited to give this a shot. So presentation, i got to go, like, four. Um, Because the box looks friendly and nice. It's great color. Nutter butter. What a hell of a name. And uh, and it's a peanut butter lover's cookie. Yep, exactly. So... I mean, we gave the Oreo one a five because yeah. the Oreos. I mean, the blue box is just like symbolic to <sighs> yeah. to you know heaven and heaven and goodness. Absolutely. Uh, but the red box is you know it's nice and all, but I think they're trying to you know kind of play off the Oreos and all that stuff with all like the cool lettering and all that kind of stuff. But overall, I would give it about a four as well. It's mm-hmm. not as good as the Oreo, so we can't give it a five. Uh, but it's still pretty damn appetizing. So next up, we have taste. Okay, you're pretty excited, aren't you? I'm uh, very we excited. have taste and we have overall now last time when you had a bite of this uh you kind of struggled a little bit because i believe uh when <laughs> struggled <laughs> when you, and I, you you did something I, I don't know i remember what it was i had some trouble you had, I some, had trouble. some trouble all right so this is another butter so it's gonna be probably okay. a little bit messy but i don't have napkins over here so i don't care that's all right all right, all right. mic's up here we go wow man Actually, I mean, it's. I'll go first. God damn. <laughs> oh my God. This is so good. Man. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. I think that, that the real peanut butter makes all the difference. <laughs> it really does. Um, so here's the thing. Jeez Louise. I don't know if I would eat. A nutter butter cookie, like on its own. Yeah. I mean, I like I like peanut butter, but I, I like to have my peanut butter with something else, whether it's jelly, <laughs> chocolate, you know, something like that. Yep. So I do think that this uh, fudge covered nutter butter does introduce me to the nutter butter family. Yeah. In a way, so this is how I would eat them. So they're they're enticing me that way, and I will say, yeah, you said the the real peanut butter is there. I'm gonna take. We'll each take one more here because okay. we gotta. We gotta well, check the so inside. So think about of it this. Too. So, so the the peanut butter in these, as you got the nice crunch effect, mm-hmm. the peanut butter in these uh, that I've noticed with nutter butter, it's kind of chalky a little bit, kind of dry, mm-hmm. because if you think of like Jif or Peter Pan or something like that, and you think of the creamy peanut butter, this ain't it. This is more of a different type of peanut butter where it's like their own little brand kind of thing. And honestly, I'm looking at it. I'm like. This tastes better with, like you said, something added to it. I don't want just a regular cracker cookie or whatever because it's kind of it creates more of a dry effect. But this right now, I mean, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go full force in another one. As we established with the Oreos, um, the addition of the fudge really changes everything. It's a game changer for these cookies. Now Oreos are already great. When they added the fudge, it, it took them over the top. 
For these, it's pretty similar. Nutter Butter by itself, pretty good. With this fudge, unbelievable. Um, now, I will point out, I still rate that Oreo higher than this. Like well, we gave it a five, so. <laughs> well, yeah, in my mind. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I like it. I might not be as high on this cookie as you are. Oh, I'm, I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so high, I'm on cloud taste, nine. Um, for me, I will go with a four. Okay. It's a four from me. It's not a bad score. It's not bad. It's just not. It didn't. The Oreo was like a taste of heaven. Yeah. It's school, it's, in Oreo. school terms, you're giving it a B. Yeah. For this and Nutter Butter, I like peanut butter. The, the cookie adds an okay crunch. The fudge it really helps this. Again, I think this Nutter Butter with by itself would be like a two and a half. With the fudge, it brings it up to a four. And that's what that's going to be my taste yeah. score. So that's the thing about the Nutter Butter itself, because that's why you don't really, you know, if you see like a, a cookie or, or anything on a shelf, like a Harris Teeter or Walmart or mm-hmm. Target or whatever, you're not going to say, oh, I want that Nutter Butter instead of this Oreo. Yeah. Or I want that Nutter Butter over whatever the hell else is there. Um, and that's the thing is, like you said, the fudge just puts it over the top. It really does. To the point where you would want to go buy that. So I honestly look at it and say, I'm going to give that a five. Um, and I gave a the five. Or- yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't know, dude. I mean, that just that just hit the spot right there. I'm about to say you seemed pretty hyped for this cookie. <laughs> like you were in love with this cookie there, which is okay. Hey, yeah. that's why we do this. We're, exactly. We don't have to say the same thing. Exactly. Over, overall, it would be um, might might change my mind a little bit because of the price and everything like that. But I mean, that just tasted great because I think if we're talking about Nabisco here. Nabisco, they do the fudge right, where it's not yeah. like a ton of fudge, but it's the right amount it's to, the right to amount. counteract the peanut butter that's inside there. Because think about a fudge-covered Oreo. So you have to make sure that filling goes with the fudge. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the, I guess they call it the stuff for Oreo. Yeah, that I actually, love the stuff. Yeah, the stuff. That, Bury me with the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. The the stuff with the or <laughs> with the Oreo, the it, it went really well with the fudge, and this peanut butter went really well with it as well. And I just think that nutter butter again has different a peanut butter taste than say, like I said, you can normal jiff you put on a piece of bread. Uh, so overall, is our next category uh, not really a category, but our overall rating. So Ben, let's give you your rating. Overall, so you have taking to fa- everything into yep, consideration, price, presentation, and taste. 3.75. 3.75. That's respectable. That's respectable. That's about a, a C plus, B minus kind of range. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4.25. Now, I gave the Oreo because I think the Oreo was better. I gave the Oreo a 5, but the price and uh, the presentation kind of wore it down for me a little bit. The taste, like I said, was a 5 because it was just immaculate, just like the Oreos were. Um, but obviously, you look at the price, the presentation, all that kind of stuff. You factor in all that. Um, kind of similar to the Oreo, but I think the Oreo's presentation was a little bit better. Obviously, when you bite into it, you don't see like a peanut butter filling. You see you know, that, that, that great Oreo look. Um, but overall, 4.25 for me and a 3.75. that what you said? 3.75. For you, Ben, for overall for the fudge-covered Nutter Butter, the peanut butter lover's cookie from Nabisco. Next up. We have Canada Dry. Everyone knows Canada Dry for their ginger ale. Mm-hmm. And Ben's wafting it in his face right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like a, uh, well, a sommelier for wine is what it's called. Huh. Um, it, t- it smells like ginger ale. That's for damn sure. It smells like ginger ale. Now, I'm not a big orange guy. So like my a- expectation with this would be, and I've, I've, I've had plenty of ginger ale in my life, is this can't just taste like ginger ale. Yeah. It has to have exactly. some sort of orange taste to it. Otherwise, this is just You're just, you're just wasting brand. Yeah, you're wasting <laughs> my time and your time, and they owe us money. Get it, get it real, Canada Dry. So Canada Dry is, I think, um, one of my favorite. What's your favorite ginger ale brand? Canada Dry would Canada probably Dry. be right up I there. I think because um, they have they have Northern Neck ginger ale. I don't really have good. ginger ale that often, to be yeah. honest. They have Northern Neck ginger ale, which is like an OG. Uh, mm-hmm. My grandparents used to live down the Northern Neck. Uh, but they also have Seagrams. You ever had Seagrams? Okay, I know Seagrams. I like yeah. Seagrams better than Canada Dry, personally. I yeah. mean, I, g- ginger ale to me, obviously people are like, oh, I'm sick. I need to have some ginger ale or something yeah. like that. I just, you know, either you have a bourbon ginger or you're, yeah. or, or, or you're very thirsty and that's the only thing in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, it's, like the, it's like the two things I'm going to do. Yeah, I have not ale. had ginger ale. I can't remember the last time I've had ginger ale. It's been yeah. a long time because yeah. I don't really drink mixed drinks. I drink beer a lot, yeah. um, which is bad because for the calories. Um, but... Uh, 
you know, I, I, but I have had plenty of ginger ale over my life, so I feel like I know enough to be able to offer an opinion here. Exactly. So Canada, Canada Dry, new ginger ale flavor. Okay. It's called Ginger Ale it's and new. Orange Aid. New, brand new. Brand new. Okay. They also had one that was uh, not Orange Aid. It was Lemonade. They had two different types. Interesting. Uh, I'm glad you went with the orange. I yeah. think it's a little exotic. Yeah, a little exotic. Kind of yeah. going to the rainforest. Yeah. All right, so we wafting a little bit. Yeah, you can... S- Right now, it just smells like ginger ale. I was, was going to say <laughs> you can same. smell the orange in it, but you can't. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so price. This one was actually pretty good because I got a Harris Teeter deal, and yeah. it's, it's free to sign up, and you get deals all the time. This one only costs, I believe, for a two-liter, only about two fifty. Okay. So it's pretty good. price, I would personally give it a four fit four five. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, you know, two liters aren't that great, but we don't no. know if it's good but or not. But two liter so. lasts you a long time. Yeah. Like especially if it's just you drinking out of it, you can make a two liter last a while. And at, at two fifty, yeah. that's pretty good. I mean, you think you about it this two- way. Uh, buying individual bottles, yeah. you know, it would take what, like three or four of those to fill up there and individual bottles, probably a buck fifty. Yeah. So you're you're saving money. You're, you're, yeah. You're having a pretty good, pretty good price. You ever do that with two liters, where you don't want it to get flat, so you screw on the, cl- the cap as tight as possible? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you gotta I make it last, man. No air in here. You gotta um, make it whatsoever. Last. So honestly, my price would go four five. Yeah, I think I, I'm right there with you. I think that's a great price point on this sucker. Uh, again, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, no doubt about it. Presentation. It looks a little orangey. You have yeah, a little, you got bit a little of orange, orange in there. there. Yeah, a little, little, little tint. Uh, and a little little tin on there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Um, but then the, it didn't really look too good for the the, the branding. It, yeah. it had the Canada Dry thing, and then it had like oranges everywhere, and it said orange. And then it said one percent orange juice. Yeah, it said one percent of the of this drink is orange juice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, presentation wise, it was it seemed a little all over the place, especially and it, and, that, and honestly, having the small orange tint to it is a little unappetizing. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, when I bought it, it didn't look that appetizing. Yeah, so it, like because definitely. it's not full on orange like orange yep. soda. Oh yeah, and it's not more. It's not just kind of like white with you know how normal not white but clear. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like it's almost as if you bought. Uh, just ginger ale, and then you accidentally dropped like an orange, a slice in there for a little bit, <laughs> and then this is what the color is. So it's yeah. not. I'm not saying it's not super appetizing. Yeah, I'll probably give it a two and a half. Yeah. So I put one ice cube in there, so didn't, the water yeah. of the ice cube didn't dilute anything. So let's take a little taste, and we'll give our taste uh, review here. Tastes like ginger ale. Jeez. I don't know if I taste any orange. Thank God, I only bought a two liter, <laughs> not a twelve pack. I'm just waiting for any sort of orange. I taste like the slightest bit of orange on the back of my tongue. That's like all I could, all I can think. Yeah, of. Yeah, okay, I feel that a little bit too. Like it's like you just like you think about the orange taste, and all like, you can only feel it like way back here. Now you know why people don't really drunk just drink ginger ale. They have to have it mixed with something yeah. because ginger ale on its own. Not that great. Like, if you're going to drink ginger ale, go get a Sprite, yeah. Like it, which is like a more enhanced ginger ale type flavor yeah. or a Fresca or something like that. Um, but, yeah, this is not great, I would say. Not it's really not. not. not oh, music's about to stop here. Let me make sure to Oh, my gosh. Hey, it. There we go. I just think that I just don't know, man. Like, it's it just... Uh. <laughs> Did we even give it a present? Oh, yeah, we, we didn't give yeah. our presentation things, did we? <laughs> no. It, oh, yeah, yeah, I said two and a half. Two and a half? Okay, I'll go with the same thing. Yeah. So um, for taste, yeah. Mm, it's, it's not it's not making me happy <laughs> drinking it. I'm not, I, I don't even want to finish my cup of it. I feel like it's getting worse. It's not, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> it's really not very good. And, like, again, I've had ginger ale. Ginger ale's fine. This is weird. It's like it, ha- it takes your ginger ale and adds something to it. That only makes it less appetizing. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm gonna go overall. Well, for, for taste first. Oh for yeah, that's right. Taste. Sorry, sorry. Taste. Jumping the gun here. Taste is maybe a, a one seven five. I mean, this is grossing me out. Like, you really had to say that right when I took a drink. Like I I, I can't oh. even like finish. Like you're gonna have to get... pour this out. Oh, wow, I didn't even pour that much for you. <laughs> I had like three sips. I'm not oh enjoying it. You said a 175? 175. Man. This might I was be thinking wor- two, but 175. This might be one of our worst uh, reviews out there so far. I'm well, not a fan of this. But I'll, but I'll take another sip for the show. <laughs> for, uh, thank you for the show. Oh, my gosh. That's... For taste, okay, that one I got caught more orange. Oh, for you some did? Reason. Maybe I, maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna drink a little bit more of it. So maybe maybe more of it gives you that. Maybe orange we're feel. washing out the nutter butter. 
man. I'm not. Uh, yeah. So right there, you have to drink a decent amount of it. Yeah. To get the orange, I've got a lot of orange. I'll have mine closer to two. So two flat, two flat, two flat is my uh, uh, is my taste. Yeah, I think so that's the problem. Is that I taste the orange, but it's not good. Like it's not it's like not. a good combo. It's not. It's not. So. The exotic, uh, as Ben called it, it's it's not really going so well for me. No. So a taste, I would have to go with a solid 2.25. Okay. Now, okay. It's, it's not like a 50% where it's sure. two and a half out of five. It's a little bit lower than that because it's not getting me juiced up here. It's mm-hmm. not getting me excited. It's not really, you know, you know, it, it, I don't even know what you want to call it. <laughs> if I had to drink a glass of this, like... I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just baffled by this kind of situation here. It's not man. great. It's not great. I mean, it, again, it's it's. I'd expect it almost to be. I'd, I'd want more orange flavor, honestly. Yeah. I'd I'd like to have this hover close to that orange soda type of realm, not where you're not fully committed to become like a Fanta, but there's way more of a kick, yeah. way more of an orange like kick. If I'm going to drink something that's orange flavored, I want it to taste orange flavored, no, like not a just a small or tiny. Like that. Yeah, I don't want it just a small tiny hint of orange. Um, then you're getting into like flavored water territory. Yeah. So Sunkiss, yeah. Sunkiss for me is the best orange soda out yeah. there. Now it's like because that's like a go growing up kind of thing. Yeah, like Sunkiss like, like is up there. I mean, I don't drink Sunkiss anymore. No, I haven't had Sunkiss like a decade. <laughs> yeah, but like I know that they're good. So the overall scores yeah. for this. Um, I mean, it's not pretty. I think we're just like baffled right now yeah. how bad this is. It's, it's. I mean, this is gonna happen when it comes to food reviews. Yeah. You're gonna get some bad ones. Yeah. Um, Overall, my score would be a 2.25. That's my overall score. Yeah, I think I'll go with the exact same score you got because I'm not going to give it a 50% because it's definitely Mm -hmm. an F um, on on the grading scale here. But, I I mean, I don't know. It's just I'm looking at some of these other ones, and it's just like, ugh, this is just. But I don't even think you choosing another flavor of this would make this any better. Like the lemonade Lemonade, one, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that would have been more of like a three. (laughs) Maybe a little higher than scale, but but not good enough. But you got the orange, and that's what we needed to try. Because, again, the ginger ale, like people only drink it, again, Mm -hmm. with bourbon ginge or when they're sick. Like no one sits there and says like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go grab a ginger ale out of the fridge and enjoy watching a Nats game with a ginger ale. (laughs) Yeah, that's not. No one does that. That is not the move. So that's why you only see like a few companies that have ginger ale, you know, because mm-hmm. that's why you see Coke and Pepsi, and they all have kind of like the same sugary drinks. They go off each other, but no one is fighting for the ginger ale market. Not fighting um, for that. Not at whatsoever. all. But again, that's Canada Dry's New Ginger Ale Orange Aid and the Fudge Covered Nutter Butter, the Peanut Butter Lovers Cookies. So those two reviews are in the books. We're going to keep this as our clip of the week as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. That's going to do it here for episode number 39. Ben, any last thoughts, buddy? No, I'm just trying to get the memory of this orange <laughs> ginger ale out of my brain. It's kind of affecting me emotionally. Oh, yeah? I'm just not. Uh, it's kind of basically brought down the rest of my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> what, so, uh, would another butter help? Uh, I, can't, nope. <laughs> I can't have another nutter butter. Got to got to get some dinner in a little bit. But yeah, uh, but I hope you call my name. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> I mean, there's eight left here, buddy. I expect this to be done by uh, maybe by like eight tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was, about to say, I was gonna say tomorrow, but by eight tonight would probably after the Nats game if they lose again. Oh uh, yeah, well they're not doing so well right now after uh, after the couple of little innings they just had. But again, this is episode number thirty nine of the DC crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams in the Washington DC market as long as they're in season or they have breaking news. Again, I am Mike Cerrone alongside. Don't forget ben this Friday, Segra right. Field. We, we talk, talked about it on Joe Dexacup podcast, but we forgot to bring it up again on this one. <laughs> this Friday, Segra Field in Leesburg, Loudoun United. Mike and I will be there at the game tonight, or that night. I believe it's a 7.30 start. Yeah. Mike and I will be there. We'll be walking around with microphones. We may even talk to some random fans that are there, just get their Dude, opinions that would be, on some stuff. that would be awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll be there with microphones. We're going to try some food. I think they're going to have some food trucks out there, some food stands. What are we, we going to wear? Because um, we got to look official if we have microphones. Maybe just that. some polos and some nice shorts. Polos? I don't know, man. What are we going to wear? Suit and tie? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I'm talking about like wearing a Nats jersey or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're wearing a Nats jersey. But, but, we'll, 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 we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll converse this week. We'll talk off air. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe buy a DC United shirt, put that in the mail uh, on Amazon Prime, ah. get it in there in time for the game. Yeah, I got to see if it fits. Yeah, that's true. If it, um, if it fits, it ships. So <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good slogan. So this <laughs> Friday. Isn't, isn't that a FedEx slogan? Oh, I have no idea. I thought it was. <laughs> uh, this Friday, we'll be there, Segra Field. Uh, yep. Check us out there. Um, and come and say hi. Again, we'll be two guys in uh, some uh, microphones and enjoying <laughs> our time. Anything else to say about it? 
That's it, man. It's going to be fun. <laughs> no doubt about it. Again, the DC Crossover, episode number 39. Check us out on all shows, social media outlets, at the DC Crossover on Twitter. Ben runs that. DC Crossover Podcast on Facebook. Check us out on there as well. Go ahead and follow us on there. And also our dccrossover.com website. You can check us out on there and also listen to the podcast on there as well. Check out all of our blog posts and so on and so forth. Uh, But definitely our main bread and butter is this podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. For Mr. Ben Simpson, I am Mr. Mike Sarone saying so long yet again for another episode of the DC Crossover. Happy Segra Field opening week, everybody. (laughs) Meet us there on Friday. Let's set fire to the light.